Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Good evening. This is Rahul. Uh, give me one second, guys. Boom, boom. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is um, May 17, 2021. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Ready New NPC does conduct Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who are listening to this in the podcast, radio, and other media, you can check our timings at rnlawgroup.com. For those people who are in the meeting, if you want to ask any question, please raise your hands. You'll be announced with your name to ask the question. Abhinash? Yeah. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, actually, I'm currently on H-1B approved status and uh, haven't done any stamping, uh, but I may need to travel to India for, for personal reasons. And uh, my current employer will wait for only three months uh, and then I, I might lose a job. Uh, so I just wanted to ask, like, will my H-1B will be still valid if I lose my job and uh, or do I need to go through lottery again? You are here on H-1B right now. You have an yes. I-94 and you're working on that H-1B right now. Yes. How long you've been on H-1B? Uh, one and a half years. In the lifetime of you, you mm-hmm. don't have to be counted towards the H-1B number. Okay. However, however, you will only get the remaining period of the six years unless you have an I-140 approval. Okay, so if I find a new, new so, job... And... So, so let's say, for example, you go to India, you get stuck there, and uh, you don't come back in three months or four months. And mm-hmm. uh, later on, after two years, you find another company to file a H-1B. Do they need to go to the lottery system? Let me answer the question. No. What about if it goes on for five years, you find another job? No, you still don't go to the lottery. What about 20 years from now, under the current law, do you still need to go to the lottery? No, you don't need to. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot. Next person, please. Shrikant. Uh, hi, Rahul. Thanks for the time. So uh, this this question is around uh, H4 EAD. So mm-hmm. um, basically, um, you know, my I'm the principal H1B applicant and my H1B and my wife's H4 were filed together back in December uh, 2021, uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. because of how long you know the h4 process you know we you know, is taking we are all aware of that uh of course. what we what my wife then did is you know she basically uh left to india uh you know she she was able to get her h4 visa stamped uh, at the chennai consulate and she came back into the country and this is all based off the latest h1b uh, extension which has got approved through 2024 Mm-hmm. so she came back into the country and then she's basically applied for her h4 ead as a standalone application to the texas service center and uh we we made sure that there were no dependencies around the i539 which is the h4 extension and that it was clearly called out to uscis with the supporting documentation that this is all based of the stamp h4 visa right now uh her H4 EAD is set to expire in the next few days. We've been trying to get the H4 expedited through the um, through expedited requests, and both times, both times it's been shot down, saying that uh, they are okay. waiting on the. Okay, Srikant, you have to now. get to the. Yeah, so yeah, they are yeah. telling so, that they have to get the I five I five I five thirty nine. Okay, that's right. So, so what do we do to make sure that, like you know, they. they understand the fact that there's no dependencies on the i there is nothing i can do to help expedite the h4 eads guys i'm sorry about that i can't okay. i mean there are so many requests for h4 eads they are shooting down with whatever reasons they want to i understand it's a illegal reason what they are telling it's a improper illegal and completely different reason but there is nothing i can do to get your h4 ead expedited got it okay sorry about that Next person, please. Shravya, ready? Hi Rahul, this is Shravya, and uh, mm-hmm. we recently got our uh, GCEAD cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so my husband is the primary applicant, and um, I'm the secondary. And uh, so I recently traveled. Um, so my I-131 has been rejected. So I'm on H-1B currently. Uh, I mm-hmm. came back to US on that, so got rejected. So I was. wondering if we should reply to that uh, notice or should i reapply or what reapply. is reapply reapply we were already expecting your i131 to be denied i'm glad it got denied i don't want to be approved and want you to use that i131 you're not at a loss you're fine no problem just reapply the filing fee is zero but um i cannot go on gcad right because if i were to travel again like if there is an emergency situation so you suggest me to be on h1 itself rather than going on ead status when is your h1 be expiring uh 2023 2023 okay um yeah i mean if you can maintain the h1b if you want to if you want to travel if your h1 stamping is expiring you maintain the h1b Okay. okay. Uh, one other question I have is: so my husband had to change his employer, um, like one week ago. So he is the prime. He's the main. He's the main applicant, is right? Main applicant. Yeah. Okay, he okay, had okay. to change because of the job. Got list. it. Got it. Uh-huh. But I one forty was not approved yet, and uh, we mm. had to file this I four eighty five J. So you need to consult a lawyer. Okay. You need to consult a lawyer. Okay. If I one forty is not approved, you need to consult a lawyer. This is not a right forum for you. Okay. next okay, person okay. for you junet hi rahul junet here uh, i applied for green card in the year 2019 october and i had an interview in january 12 2021 and i have crossed 120 they, they put my case in the review and it crossed 120 days 
So what option I have left? Should I reach out to congressman? For yes, help? reach out to congress. Reach out to congressman. Okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Sharvya. Hi. Uh, hi. I'm, my question is related to convincing my company to do my green card. Uh, I'm on H4 EAD, uh, which is expiring on uh, August 2023. And uh, I requested my company to do my green card. But uh, they came back saying that uh, there is no benefit for me or for the company to do my green card. So my manager and his boss, they are willing to help me. And uh, they asked me if I can give them some suggestions on how to convince them. So, Well, it's like this, ma'am. The law of the land is that DEEP is legal in United States. But you want to bring it to my home? I say no. So what can you do to convince me? It's up to you. You can't cite the law. That's one thing you can't cite it. Okay. So it's their wish and will um, to file or not file, depending on how valuable you are. Um, is it a, if it's the bigger the company, the more inflexible they are. The smaller the company, they're they're, they're more flexible. Sure. So if they don't, but what is your husband's priority date? Uh, it's August two thousand nineteen. Yeah. yeah, it's up to you, ma'am. I mean, I, I this, you're not asking me a legal question. Okay. You're not asking me legal questions. So the only thing that you can say, hey, I resign if you don't offer. That's the only thing you can do. Okay. Next person, please. Kevin? When I say that you're not asking a legal question, what I mean to say is that uh, not any disrespect to you. What I mean to say that it has nothing, any law involved in it. It's more like a personal question, how to convince the employer. Uh, so nothing like where we can cite the law for them to convince. Sorry, go ahead, sir. Hey, Rahul. Thanks for helping on this query. So I'm working through consulting firm right now uh, since last, like, seven years and in an EBC model. Um, my client is now forcing me, like, you know, offering me to full time. So uh, my I-140 just got approved before a month ago, and uh, I wanted to... Uh, Get the recommendation. Like, should I wait for 180 days or what is your join the? Oh yeah, you wait for 180 days. Period. Okay, and if they if if, if let's say in a worst case scenario, if I have to join, like if they withdraw, I want 40. Will I get the same priority date later, or when they? No, you won't get the same priority date if they if you withdraw if they withdraw within 180 days, you won't get the same priority date. Okay, and one more question, like, is there any problem later if they withdraw today? And uh, if my company, the new employer will apply again, will there be any issues later on? Um, especially right now, they can get the transfer application approved. But to have the H4 EAD approval, you may not get it. To have the next extension, you may not get it. To move from that company to another company, you may not get it. Unless the next company files the labor in I-140, remember the previous lady that was striking to get the labor certification approved with the company? Believe me, there are so many people who come very end five years and they keep crying and whining. My I-140 is not approved. What do I do? Now you have the I-140 mm-hmm. approved. You want to screw. I am sorry, but you need to have some alternate. Right now, IT is the highest, highest in demand that I've ever seen. It is like a wartime soldier is in demand. 
that's how the things are right now. You software guys are. I mean, the, think of the offers that are getting up. So, you know, my own son, oh my goodness, I want to leave my profession and join your profession. That's how they demand it. But wait until six months has been passed. There are so many jobs right now that are available. Mm-hmm. I want you to wait for six months. If not, you will be risking. I mean, I don't know whether the next company is going to file the labor in I-140 in time. If not, then you'll pack your bags and go to India and you apply for the lottery system again. And that's going to be good for us because we're going to make more money on you. Yeah. yeah. Next okay. person. Sorry. Thank you. Neha. Hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so I have recently traveled to U.S. last week on H-4 visa. And I talked to you mm-hmm. earlier also in one of the previous calls. So my husband has I-140 approved and I need to apply for EAD. So mm-hmm. I had EAD earlier, which expired in January. So my question is that when I apply for EAD, what mm-hmm. are the current processing time for just EAD filing these days? Four to six months. Okay. So should, uh, I mean, is it center specific? Should my EAD be filed in the same center where my husband's H1B visa was? There? That is it. You don't have much option there. Okay. So, so his off, his was done in Texas. So the Texas you're saying it would be four to six months. That's right, ma'am. EAD is four to six months right now. Okay, so I would like to go ahead with your firm for filing it and I try to reach out, but I haven't heard any response. So what is the best way to... Info at rnlawgroup.com. Send an email at info at rnlawgroup.com. That's what I did, but I haven't heard that. Send it again, ma'am. I'll be there. We are responding. We are responding within one day, but I'm very surprised that we didn't respond to you. I'll respond to you by as soon as this phone call is over, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Make sure you include your phone number. Next person, please. Suresh. Hey, hi, Rahul. So my question is related to job and I-140. So currently, my employer file uh, is in process of I-140. We are at uh, filing uh, labor. So I got a full time. So they they will file I-140 How after long? two years. Oh, come on. Good for me. Bad for you. Okay. And, so I, and you, uh, my H1. How long, how long your H1B is valid for? So I just completed one and a half year in H1. So you are going to join that company. They're not going to file for labor certification for two years. That definitely is not an IT company. That's some other company though. Maybe some, some other, and other, all IT companies are doing. Uh, not Apple, not Microsoft, not, not any of those companies. I am assuming it. Two years and then it will take two years afterwards. Come on. You will be coming to this conference call four and a half years on the line. It's like, ah. don't, please. So because my employer is still, uh, completed almost, he's filing the labor. So what? I would stick with that company and then get the labor approved, wait for six months. Right now the demand is so high for you guys. Believe me, it's so high. I would still wait for the I-140 to be approved before I do any drama. That's my recommendation. It's up to you guys. Next person, please. Because think think two years, three years, five years down the line. Don't think that, okay, you're making $56,000 more per year. That doesn't solve the thing. 
You need to get rid of me in your life. You don't want to come to this one. As soon as possible, you need to get rid of me. Believe me, when I was on H4, I came into the United States. The first day I called an immigration lawyer, I asked him, hey, buddy, how do I get the green card? I said, when did you land? I said, yes, buddy. What profession you are? I'm a lawyer profession. You damn good you are. Hey, you can become a lawyer. Go to California, write a bar exam. Really? I can? And I, well, I got my green card too with my wife, but I went to the bar exam. Believe me, that is going to pay you much better than keeping, shifting the jobs, making that little money that you will make. I'm not telling it's little, it's a lot of money, but getting rid of the immigration in your life is the best thing that you can do. The earlier it is, the better it is for you. And you are going to wait for two years and two years afterwards. That's four years. Next person, please. Okay. Thank you. You will thank me if you follow me. Yes, Nikita. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Thank you for your time. I have a question related to B2 visa. So my parents stayed in the US for 11 months last year and they traveled Mm -hmm. back January this, uh, this year, January. So their extension Mm -hmm. approval is still pending with USCIS. So my question is to you is, would it, would it be the issue for them if they want to, uh, uh, visit uh, United States soon this year and Not in case good idea Nikita here is the reason though mm-hmm. B2 visitors visa is for your parents to visit United States not visit India the way that your parents are behaving is as if that they are staying in United States and visiting India That's number one. So when they're entering into the country, there is a good chance they may end up into trouble. The second thing is that I and you, Nikita, we understand our parents will come and stay with us for six months and longer. Is that right? We know that. This is our culture, though. In their culture, (laughs) mother-in-law and son-in-law, they cannot stay together. (laughs) The mother-in-law always stays in the hotel. (laughs) And if the mother-in-law stays there, boom, there's always a fight. So that's how their culture is. They don't understand why their parents are there for one year here. They won't understand it, believe me. So it is not advisable for them for two purposes. One is that it looks like as if they are visiting. Second, Mm -hmm. what I explained to you right now about the cultural differences, it would be better that at least they stay for eight or nine more months before they come into the United States. And when they're coming here this time, they're Mm -hmm. not staying for, for more than six months. And there's a travel ban right now which is applicable to them, which they have to go to hula hoops to come into this country. So for all reasons, it's better that they stay away for a while before they come into this country. So uh, the gap uh, can be more than a year or... uh, The gap should be at least eight months, I would recommend. Okay. And uh, their case is still pending. So they haven't attended the biometric because they left. It will be denied, but that's, it will be denied, but that won't have any negative remarks. Make sure that you have all the documentation of biometrics. You can do one thing, have them withdraw the V2 application though. Yeah. I applied for the withdrawal. Yeah. I applied for the withdrawal. They won't acknowledge it, but it won't, it it won't be a big problem if it's denied as long as you have the documentation. So they won't face any issues on the immigration side, right? Just they, because uh, of that, they won't. But if they okay. keep on staying here and visiting India, definitely there will be a problem. Next okay. person, please. Yes. Thank you. Hello, sir. Uh, this is regarding my birth certificate. Uh, in mm-hmm. 2014, 
then uh, my dad went to the hospital, gave the receipt and uh, to the municipal office and he registered my birth certificate on December 2013. So is mm-hmm. this late registered birth certificate valid for the green card application? Yes, it is. It is. Yes, it is. Just submit that. Okay. But sometimes they issue an RFE with regards to how come you were born in 1995 and you registered in 2013. They may ask a question though. For that, I want you to get the supporting documents, including, you said, the hospital record, including um, two affidavits, including there are other things, Aadhaar card, PAN card, uh, election card, ration card. Don't submit any of those things, though. Don't submit them. Keep them with you. Keep them with you. If the RFE comes in at that point of time, you can submit. Not right now. Okay, sir. Thank you so much. And I, all those things I've provided at my link RN Law Group. You go to, I do not have birth certificate RN Law Group. You type exactly what I said. Okay? okay. And then you collect the rest of the documents. There is a non-availability certificate. You don't need it because you already have a birth certificate. Next oh. person, please. Thank you. Rashmi. Hi, Rahul. Um, so my H1B got picked in the lottery this year and it's currently being processed, but there is a chance that I may get terminated uh, before October 1st. Is... Can you get the premium processing approved? If I get it premium processed, can I move to another company before October 1st? Well, <clears throat> well, when is your STEM extension expiring? September 30th. Yeah, I mean, technically you are on STEM extension until September 30th. You can move. You see my point? But Until September. So there's one thing here. Chicken or egg, which is a problem here for you, is that if they withdraw the H-1B approval before October 1st, though, you may be in trouble. They you will, may be in trouble. What my So will uh, I have to apply for the lottery again next year if I move to a different yes. company? If, if you have not got the H-1B approval with the I-94, okay, which which seems to be the way that your company is going right now, uh, yes, ma'am, you do have to apply for the lottery again and have to get through the lottery approved again. Okay, sorry, just a clarification. So even if I go through premium processing and have that approved signal, before October 1st, if I move, I have to go to the lottery again. Um, if you get the H-1B approval, premium processing, then it depends on did the company withdrew it before October 1st or after October 1st. There is also another thing. Did they withdrew it? it, it did the withdrawal effective date happen? Before October 1st, after October 1st. Because if technically, if they withdraw it before October 1st, you're not counted towards H1B number. If it's withdrawn yeah. after October 1st, you're fine. But think of this other scenario is that let's say, for example, you do the premium processing, you get the H1B approval by June 30th. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They withdrew the application in September. This is what's going to happen with you. You get kicked out of the civil system. Yes. And you don't have H1B. And we in Hyderabad, we call it as you will be neither Garka nor Gatka. 
Yeah. So these are very hard decisions to make. Do you, what is, how does your company react? Should you do it? Should you not do it? It's going to be t- very tough to evaluate. Should you go ahead with the premium processing or not? Because remember, you can end up with na garka, na gatka. It is definitely a good thing to get the H-1B approval with the I-94 so that you're never being countered towards the H-1B. But if the withdrawal happens before October 1st, you are screwed up. So you have to make a judgment call and see how to evaluate how your company is going to behave. And you are going to make a call. I did not tell you anything. You make the call. So something happens. It's you to blame, not me. Yeah, of course. Uh, and it's a pretty big company, so it's very inflexible. I'm sure they're not going to, you know, as soon as I lose a job, if that happens, they said they're going to inform USCIS and withdraw the application. Yeah, then maybe, maybe, um, how sure are you that you're going to lose a job in October, by October? By July. I'm not sure it's a 50-50. Well, I don't know, ma'am. You, you make the judgment call. I told you the rule. You make the judgment call. Next person, sorry about that. No problem. I- Thank you. Avinash Dhawan. Hi, Rahul. Uh, thank you for taking my question. I have a two-part question. Uh, the first part mm-hmm. is, um, past October, I filed a downgraded uh, I-140 application to EB-3 because under EB-3, the filing Perfect. dates were current. Uh, of course. The application went to Texas Processing Center because that's where my original form was filed. Uh well, downgrade can only go to one address. There's no two address, okay? Louisville, Texas, okay? Oh, okay. Oh, well, that explains a few things. Well, because then I, I then after getting the receipt, I filed for premium processing at the same center and they rejected saying that we do not have your original form right now with the. I got the, I got the point. What's your question? My question is, I, I had the impression from another friend who had sent his application to Vermont and did premium processing. Okay, uh, wait, wait, but, guys, wait, guys, wait, guys. You know, I'm a practitioner, licensed practitioner. I know what's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go to the question. Don't tell me that happened with a friend. This happened. We have a 18 lawyers law from here. We do practice every day in our office. I know what's going on. You tell me what your question is. Don't tell me your friend. Just tell me about sure. is what is the best way to get premium processing done to do the I-140 downgrade? If at all, there is one. No clue. No clue. Why for some people they're accepting the downgrade? Why for some people they're not accepting the downgrade? I have no clue. We tried it many times to understand the logic behind it. We couldn't. And let me tell you what. All the downgrade applications went only to one address. There's no two address. If you send to the Phoenix address, they're going to reject it. It's only one address. It's all Dallas address. If somebody said to you that they sent to the Phoenix address, uh-uh, they didn't. They will reject it for filing for eight for application. I have no clue why they are accepting, why they are not accepting. They're telling, oh, file it back in 30 days. We did file it back in 30 days. They rejected it. We filed it again. We rejected it. Some of the people, after multiple filings, they accepted it. And we couldn't figure out the logic. Once we figure it out, we will let you know. Okay. So just to be clear, this is just for the premium processing part, right? That is absolutely right. This rejection has nothing to do with your original I-140, it's only with your premium process. Got it. Now, the second part, um, you know, it's been six months since I filed for the downgrade. Uh, I already mm-hmm. have my green card EAD and advanced parole. Um, what options do I have in terms of portability, 
right now since my don't, is don't change don't change listen to me carefully don't 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 change because you're going to screw yourself out it's going to be dangerous david draw the ivan 40 guess what i am going to be so rich i can file a court case i can fight for you until you bleed your last blood i'm going to fight for you but do you want to be there no you don't want to be there wait for i140 approval even if it takes we have started receiving some approvals that we filed in the early part of the 2000 october 2020 wait don't don't go there next person please thank you hamsa uh, hi rahul this is hamsa uh, my husband's h1 was filed in premium category in january and it got approved my h4 and h4 ead which were applied at the same time uh, I got cut off, Hamza. I got cut off, Hamza. I got cut off. Okay. Uh, do you hear me now? Yes, right now. There is nothing yeah. we can do about H4 EAD expedited. I want to oh, tell you in okay. advance. You can, you can speak what you yeah. want. Yes. My question is, have you guys assisted any of the applicants to sue USCIS? And is it there? You know, is it going to help me in any way? We did. Because my we employer did. is... We, we did sue USCIS. We have been very successful. But lately, we were not being successful. And from that time, we stopped suing USCIS. We went against mm-hmm. USCIS as a class action suit, which you are also included in that application, even if you paid or you didn't pay it. And we got initial success on in it, saying that from May 17th onwards, that is from today onwards, no biometrics for H4. We've been successful. Uh, But our mm-hmm. petition was to get the H4 approval in 30 days. We are still mm-hmm. fighting in it. okay but okay. at this point of time is there anything i can do for you to expedite the h4 ead let me answer it n o no <laughs> okay, okay. i'll try to contact the congressman and everything it's i'm trying to but they're not replying back. that doesn't work you can do the service request that doesn't work and i don't have anything else next person please thank you oh rama Ram Ram I'll take the next two callers guys before I uh Ram okay. go ahead He's not Pooja the next person Hi Rahul uh yes, my question is I'm a PT and I have uh, EB3 I went I don't like PTs I don't like PTs <laughs> I'm just kidding uh, my wife my <laughs> wife my wife is a PT Okay so you like PTs no. <laughs> uh, Actually she's a, yeah go ahead So my question is I have EB3 I140 with previous employer with March 2015 priority date but that uh, prevailing wage determination is of upstate New York and currently I'm working in New York City area it's not the mm-hmm. same MSA So he mm-hmm. agreed to file my um uh, 485 if this October my date becomes current with a new job offer of new york city area well uh, wait wait is wait, that okay? wait 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 did you say upstate new york and now you're in new york state city new york city yes do they have any facility in the upstate new york right now they do but um, yeah wait wait let me it is not where you are working right now to file the 485 Okay. Is the company willing to offer you the job in the upstate New York is a question. 
whether you are working in new york city or you are working in florida is not the question okay Where the, original where, where the original I-140 location has been filed, is the job offer still open for you there? If the answer is yes, you may be working in Florida. You may be working in Hawaii. You may be working in Alaska. They can still file a 485 application. No questions will be asked. Okay. So okay. if that happens, after 180 days of pending 485, I can just do a J supplement and continue to work in New York City. I would not do J supplement also if you're continuing with the same company. There are alternatives. You can think about it at that point of time. You can discuss later on. But let me tell you one thing. You will not have any problem filing the 485. You will have not any problem in getting the 485 approval. You will, you don't need to file a 485 J supplement. That's my opinion. But if some lawyer disagrees, I'm not going to disrespect that lawyer. Exactly the same way. What you are telling my wife moved from X location to another location. from the north uh, texas location to south texas uh, in the middle of texas which is in houston right now and we filed for it five from houston while the job offer was still there in childress texas okay. we got the green card no problem okay 25 years ago so same thing with you you shouldn't worry about it next caller please thank you ram hello yeah rahul can you hear me Yes. Oh, hello. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. So, um, my um, downgraded EB three was applied on December eleventh, twenty twenty. I've not received any biometrics, nor um, nor any EAD or nothing. Um, so, I was trying to apply for premium processing. I one forty. Is that a good idea right now? Um, yeah. To... Absolutely, good idea. Not a question to ask. Premium processing. Okay. Do it. Got it. Because I was thinking, like, if it's too close, why why spend like twenty five hundred or twenty six hundred? There are a lot of scenarios. Believe me, one guy just called me recently. He was boon because I got kicked out from the company. Now the I one forty is approved. I am able to go to a different company. You see that? So there are a lot of situations you'll be in for. To be hanging in between the air, I call it as trishank surk, is not good. Not good. Either you go to heaven or you go to ground. Okay, I would strongly advise. I'll take the last caller, guys. Thank you, Prasanna. Hey, uh, hi Rahul. Uh, this is Hari. Uh, I'm calling uh, on behalf of my wife, my fiancee. So she recently uh, entered into United States uh, on F1 visa. So she's mm-hmm. a new uh, F1 international student. So her school for the summer semester is on all online. So there has been a discussions previously on the SEVP guidance, right? So mm-hmm. I'm calling to see uh, if the same guidance for the spring and fall semesters applies to the summer semester. I know for sure that when did she enter into the United States? Before May fourth uh, or after summer. May fourth? Before May fourth. Okay, so what's your question on there? That so uh, the classes. Uh, so uh, the current school is offering all online courses for the summer semester, and they were are saying they that offering uh, only online. Are they offering hybrid? They are offering only online. But when she entered into United States, they said that it's going to be hybrid. Is that right? Yes. Wow. 
I would recommend to have a consultation with Emily Newman in our office. She is good in these things because that's confusing. The university said it's a hybrid. Your wife, mm-hmm. your girl said it's a hybrid. Now you're telling it's mm-hmm. not a hybrid. So that yeah, so after the courses while registering, so we were seeing only. Yeah, I know, but that's what they said it at the time. That was the reason for entry into the United States. Now it's saying it's online. Why is she here? I would recommend to have a consultation with Emily Newman. I'm not the proper person for F1, but Emily Newman is a proper person for it. Okay. Yeah, sounds sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. The next conference call, Zoom call, will be tomorrow at 11:30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.